0: exist on 702 for the curious on 92.7 and 106 FM as we get ready for our interview with Dashni Naidu she's an FNB consumer education uh, program manager and she's going to be getting us Into that discussion you can prepare Some of uh, the challenges you may Have been having uh, just to get a bit of Agility when it comes to how we maneuver Financially how we teach even our Children that hey the sweet aisle is, uh, is is not your gauntlet It's uh, rather a discussion That you have I've often seen kids Wailing on the floor and I would never imagine That because hey Early breakfast Dashni Naidu is with us and she's the FNB Consumer Education Program Manager. Dashni, good morning and thank you for joining us. Have you got your cup of java? <laughs> good
1: morning, Wasanga. I definitely
0: do have my cup of <laughs> Sorry for making the assumption. I don't know, maybe you're a green tea person. <laughs> no,
1: coffee, coffee is good. Coffee is good.
0: <laughs> All right. So I've just been mentioning about uh, the various aspects of this uh, COVID-19 pandemic and the various um, t- financial challenges and the current economic environment, which is coupled with further challenges of uh, income instability, uh, mm-hmm. how do we actually manoeuvre? Firstly, what does the the current context look like for a lot of families and individuals?
1: Um so I think the, the the current context is a difficult one. Uh, you know, we're dealing with the fears that this pandemic brings, and coupled with that is the economic instability, as you've mentioned. Um, you know, for those of us that are fortunate enough to still have our salaries, there's fears that maybe you know, will we continue to receive salaries you know in the next couple of months? A lot of people's incomes have been, Negatively affected by this, either in a reduction of income or complete loss of income, and so the the fear that the stress and the challenge that that brings, mm. um, you know, this income instability brings is massive. Um, and so, as individuals, we having to reassess the decisions, the financial decisions that we make, the spending decisions that we need to make uh, over the next period. We also aren't sure how long this period will last, mm. right? Mm. Um, and so that uncertainty. Um, also increases, um, you know, the concern, the worry, the stress that that this, mm. this particular situation presents
0: mm. to consumers. I was in that situ- in a situation where I was actually entering into uh, business engagement with uh, a new company, and in that company, it also coincided with uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic in South Africa and the lockdown. Mm. It was so mm. scary, and just to see the faces of various in, in people in that uh, boardroom about preparing themselves for the unknown. If you are a person right now who's listening to the show and they're really uncertain about the future, what should you take going forward? What shouldn't you do? And what should you do? You don't want to create a state of panic, obviously, and you want to be transparent, I'd assume, to with your yes. family.
1: I think the first step is, is to remain calm. Like you say, don't panic, you know, remain calm. Um, but, Look at how, firstly, we are managing our resources. So how are we consuming? How are we using resources? Because remember, all of the resources that we use, we have to pay for, right? Um, So if we can tighten our shoestrings and, for example, try and reduce electricity usage, you know, Mm. reduce the amount of of daytime, airtime that we use. I know that's difficult to do, given that we are at home and that's a source of entertainment, but we should really try. So try um, really assessing your spending patterns, Mm -hmm. what you're spending on, and and how you can reduce that spend by using less. Um, And and there are a variety of ways if we're creative, we can find ways to do that. So Mm -hmm. we need to really you know, cut down on on luxury expenses. If possible, remove it altogether. Hmm. I think what this pandemic has taught us is that we need to plan how we're going to use things as well Um, and to avoid wastage at all costs, you know. Hmm. Um, For example, food, you know, buy what you can, you and your family can consume. Make sure that there isn't Leftovers being thrown away, and that you're able to repurpose things, so that we're also managing our food budgets, which for some have increased because now we're at home and mm-hmm. constantly walking over to the refrigerator. Um, we also need to to think about, you know, where we have made a sin, you know, a, a saving. So our budgets have changed because our daily habits have changed. So if you're still at home and not traveling as much for work and other purposes, you're saving a bit on transport costs. Yes. You're saving a bit on petrol if you have your own vehicle or, or, or even taxi fares. If you are not moving around as often and there is a transport saving, how can you repurpose that money? Either towards savings, uh-huh. so put it towards an emergency savings fund, or try to manage your debt. And that brings me to the third point of managing your debt. Mm. If it's possible, try and pay off your debt as soon as possible. If you're in a position where you're still receiving an income um, and you have these credit obligations, try and pay them off as soon as possible. The reduced interest rate is helping us out here, you know. And so the quicker we can become debt free, the quicker we're also alleviating some of the stress points. Mm-hmm. Um, in our lives, the financial stress points in our lives, and if you unfortunately um, had loss of income or reduction of income, and this has affected your ability to to honour your credit agreements, please contact your credit providers as soon as possible to try and seek some sort of solution. I think largely credit credit providers yes. understand the situation and are trying to seek, uh, you know, to work with consumers to find some sort of. Um, solution Mm. to these problems. And equally important, when you do engage with the credit provider, please ask all of those important questions about the relief measures being offered. You know, how much will it cost you in the long run?
0: Yes,
1: Compare the relief measures, um, you know, uh, to to the total cost of of the credit outstanding. Make sure you aren't going to be paying more necessarily at the end of
0: this. Can we you actually know, just tackle um, that part? Because the debt relief part is them understanding that, you know what, guys, we we get it. You're struggling at the moment. And you might be adjusting your budgets thinking that you're saving from a specific debt, whereas it's relief. How can we be aware and proactive about uh, debt relief and avoid nasty surprises?
1: So I think the number one question is to ask questions of your care provider. Don't passively accept what is being told to you. Okay. Also, if if a death debt relief measure is being being explained in a way that you don't fully understand. So for example, if 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 there's a break in payment, for example, you need to understand whether the interest rate for that period during that break is still accruing and is still Earning, you know, you're still earning interest for that period, and what is that interest cost? Is it compound interest? And if it is, what does it mean to your total cost of your debt? I think what's important for consumers to understand is total cost of credit, and not just the monthly instalments, because often that's what we look at, right? Because that's mm. what we can afford on a monthly basis. Um, but what we're not paying attention to is what we will pay at the end of that total payment period. So if we have a loan that we have to pay off over six months that we now say, okay, we'll have a break for two months and we'll, you know will we'll, we'll re- reassess mm-hmm. the situation and, and now you're extending your payment period to eight months. That effectively means that in some instances you could be paying an extra two months worth of interest. So so I think what's critical for consumers is ask the questions. Don't be afraid to ask the questions. You know, often we're intimidated by our financial institutions and so we tend to just accept what is told to us. Uh, my my advice is, is ask those questions about total cost of, of credit. If, if certain debt relief Measures are put in place. What will that mean in terms of, you know, future payments? Uh, what will the installments amount be? Will there be also any negative impacts on your credit profile? So you mm-hmm. need to also understand that. I think what's critical to understand is when you ignore your credit, it has detrimental effects to your credit profile and your future prospects of accessing credit. Mm. Um, and this is why we say contact your credit provider so that you can also reduce the risk of that happening and mitigate against, uh, you know, a negative, a negative credit profile.
0: Uh, definitely. Surely you can't help to hide your head in the sand and hope things will get better. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And, and, and like I said, I think for, for the most part, credit providers in the country, uh, you know, are, are trying to assist consumers. And I think also just two two more points for Sangha. You know, one is readjust your budget. Like I said, our daily routines have changed. Readjust to cater for that. Um, and then also, uh, you know, for those that have investments, if you're paying towards, you know, your retirement or you have some sort of uh, investment um, product, don't cash those in just yet. Yes, the market is doing particularly bad, but these, you know, economies go through waves and, 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 and it does recover. Mm. And so what we need to do is, if we can, and if we can afford um, to continue to contribute towards those investments, keep doing that mm-hmm. um, and, and, and leave them where they are. Speak to your financial advisor. Get best advice before you cash those out. Give, give the economy time to recover and pick up so that you can get a better return in it. If you cash out now, what mm-hmm. you're doing is you're possibly cashing out at the lowest point that your investment could be at. Uh. Um, and so let's rather leave it in there. Um, and then for some further cash relief, if you've got any loyalty or rewards programs, tap into those.
0: Often, mm. uh, what, what did you say is the is the relationship with cash reward system? You, I think the perception for some is that it's fantastic, and then on the other side, you may think that someone's being a cheapskate.
1: <laughs> Not at all. You know what I think these things are designed to do is to give us some sort of relief. I mean, I think even before this period, um, you know, as we approach month end, some of us use our our points when we go to buy toiletries. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. um, because we, you know, it's nearing the end of the month. It's it's, it's it's a difficult period waiting for, for the salaries. And so what it is is, you know, it is a rewards program and it's something that institutions do, um, you know, to reward loyalty from customers. And so we shouldn't be embarrassed to use mm. it. You're not being a cheapskate. It's there for a reason. And so we should use it and, and not be shy about it. Um, you know, I love nothing better than arriving at, at, at the pharmacy that I go to and, you know, the, mm. the person behind the counter letting me know how much of points I have and that I could use that instead of cash, you know, or, 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 and, and, and that makes me incredibly um, excited, actually, mm. I, 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 because <laughs> what it means is that I have a little bit more cash in my pocket, right, and I'm still getting the goods that I need, and so we should never be embarrassed about using our royal, loyalty programs or rewards, because they're there to reward mm. us, and
0: we should be, you know, we should be using it. And then, Dashni, just li- lastly, pride plays a huge part when it comes to finances, even the male identity is aligned towards pride. People feel that they're worthless, their worth is attached to their monetary value. And ultimately, we look for quick solutions to resolve this. But uh, oftentimes, a good solution is never quick. What would you say to our listeners? Because fraudsters fraudsters are looking for those people who are looking for those quick solutions. What would you say to people to warn them against the fraudsters who know that it's an opportune time to take advantage? Yes.
1: I think it's a good point you raise. And, and, and what we've seen is also... Some increase in in activity by by fraudsters and people wanting to scam people, you know, um, unsuspecting, wanting to scam unsuspecting consumers. Um, what we would say is, you know, just be very vigilant during this period. Look at things like the communication that you're receiving. If you receive an email, a text message, um, you know, from your bank. Uh, with a link. Never, never, never click on it. Your bank will never send you a link. Your bank will never ask you for your password via any communication method. Even on a, even if you call the call centre, will never ask for your PIN number. Be very wary of these things. If if you go onto a website, try and look and make sure that it is a secure website and that. It is the official website of your bank. Um, I think where people often um, are scammed is, is through clicking on links, mm. um, you know, that they receive via text message or emails. Um, and I think that it's, it's, it's incumbent upon each of us as individuals to be hypervigilant during this period. Um, you know, the fraudsters, the scammers are, are looking for those unsuspecting consumers. If something also if if a deal seems too good to be true, it yes. probably is too good to be true oh, you know, and also most of your short term high return um, type mm. in, you know in, um, products you know tend to be high risk as well, uh, so you need to determine what's your risk appetite, but again, if something looks too good to be true, you've got to ask yourself, take a step back ask ask yourself, is this, is this legitimate? And you can also check, you know, um, if, if an institution is registered. Um, so also be aware of, of institutions that are operating um, without being registered with the necessary authority. So you could, for example, conduct the Financial Sector Conduct Authority, who is our market conduct regulator in the country, and ask them, um, you know, if a particular institution is registered, uh, so that's another way of protecting
0: protecting right. yourself. Dashni, thank you so much once again for your time this morning and these important insights to prepare our listeners uh, surrounding some of the various ways in which they can make their rand stretch a bit further. If you just join us, we are at the end of our discussion with Dashni Naidu, FNB Consumer Education Program Manager. Thank you so much again, Dashni. My
1: pleasure. Take care.